You're listening to the Overland Philosopher Podcast, brought to you by Professor and Friends, a live show each week taking place on Facebook and YouTube. Tune in each week. It'll be announced on social media, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you for being here. Now, a word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by our amazing sponsors. More Expo, April 8th through the 10th, 2022. The biggest and best off-road and overlanding expo in the Midwest. All the vendors, the social media gurus, all the new gear, it'll be there and you should be there too. April 8th through the 10th, 2022. U.S. Action Tracks. For the best indestructible U.S.-made traction boards ever. You will not be disappointed in these. USActionTracks.com for the best traction boards ever. Linson Solar for the best vehicle specific and marine grade solar panels out there. You cannot go without these panels if you're in the middle of nowhere. You will need something to recharge your batteries and these will do the trick. Make sure and contact LinsonSolar.com and tell them what you need today. Artemis Overland Hardware in Springfield, Missouri. ArtemisOverland.com is where you can find everything that you could possibly need off-road, overlanding, and outdoor. He has all the rooftop tents, all the cooking equipment, everything you could possibly need and possibly want. Call Aaron today or stop by his showroom in Springfield, Missouri or check out his website, ArtemisOverland.com. Today on the show with us, we have today Ken Hogland. He has an Instagram account, the at sign Hogland, H-O-G-L-U-N-D, Overland.com. A super cool family man, very entertaining. You will definitely want to like and subscribe to his social media. His Instagram is amazing. Has a lot of followers out there. But as we talk to him, you will realize he is just a down-to-earth, really cool family guy. Let's get right to it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. We're here with Ken Hogland. Stand by. We're here with Professor and Friends. Surprise, surprise, we are early today. Heck, you may still be at work and uh, cheating on your work a little bit with a little live professor and friends, but we appreciate you being here. I'm here with uh, Ken Hogland from Hogland Overland. Ken, thank you for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, great to be on. And, uh, you know, just uh, just a visit with you is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. I've been following you on uh instagram for a while you are quite the entertainer and entertainment is what i'm all about so uh when i'm scrolling down through there and and seeing some of your videos man i tell you what it is it is a pleasure to watch so i appreciate you uh you taking your time out of your day i don't heck i don't even know you may supposed to be at work who who knows but uh you're you're here with us and we appreciate it (laughs) (laughs) i am supposed to be at work technically i am at work so don't tell my boss right well we won't tell nobody Uh, nobody watches (laughs) the show anyway so (laughs) (laughs) so uh tell us a little bit about yourself uh let us get uh let us get to know the man behind the beard so the man behind the beard uh i i live in uh just south of Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm uh, kind of a kind of an outdoor enthusiast, um, you know. And, and kind of to where I've gotten today was 
you know, previous to owning my truck, this is the first truck I've ever owned. I, I don't know anything about the truck world. I'm, I'm learning as I go. I grew up in uh, Southern California. My siblings, my brothers had like a, a lowered T-Bird. My brother, yeah. my other brother had a Civic. My dad grew up my, uh, with, with hot rods. My grandpa did drag racing in the 60s. Uh, we are very much a vehicle family, but never anything to do with trucks. So, uh, you know, previous to buying a truck, I owned a sedan and I've always been into photography. And buying a truck really was just to kind of explore the Outback. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of just stumbled into this whole overlanding thing. I, it wasn't my goal to get into this. I was just wanting to get out and get have a capable vehicle to take pictures of moose, take pictures of deer, elk, uh, the different sites of Utah, and, you know, and to take my kids along with it. Uh, I have four kids. Uh, ranging three to nine now, but at the time in 2015, I had two kids with one on the way. And kind of the funny side story is my wife, when I told her I wanted the truck, she was like, well, you could get a truck, you could get the Tacoma, but you have to fit three car seats in the back. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was like, challenge accepted. So I, I did some research and I, I figured out there's uh, car seats advertised for Civics. You know, and if I could fit a car, three car seats in the back of a Civic, I knew I could fit those car seats in the back of a Tacoma. And uh, I, I think my wife uh, didn't think I was going to do it. And here I am, uh, six years later, happy with my truck. And my kids have outgrown those car seats, except my littlest. And uh, we're just still out outdoors, having fun, photographing nature. But nowadays, you know what? The the really the way that we got to where we're at today was. I'd be out taking pictures of nature, then I'd turn around and take a picture of the truck. And a lot of people started noticing me and were like, man, you're out all the time. You're taking these cool pictures of your truck in random places. Like, who are you? And I'm just like, I'm just a guy taking pictures of nature and just happened to take a cool one of my truck. And you yeah, know, that's kind of how I got started for sure. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I've, t I've talked to quite a few people who really enjoy the uh, photography aspect of it. And, and, you know, to be honest, um, I was never really a car guy up until I bought the car that I have now, my FJ Cruiser, uh, pretty much. And my wife has one now, too. She liked it so much. And, and she'll tell you this, the, the cars that changed our lives. Um, up until that point, vehicles were just something that got us from point A to point B and really words wasn't anything special. Um, now we have motorcycles that we love and love on and do all that. But, uh, you know, they're, uh, I think that's, that's true with a lot of people who are in the overlanding world. Uh, the vehicle changed life and, uh, really changed, uh, everything about what you do, how the money that you spend, uh, you know, uh, getting yourself out there, taking the places, the places that you go. And I think that's a, a true story that a lot of people can relate to for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I, the vehicle definitely changes someone. And I get quite a bit of people reaching out to me on Instagram and saying, you know, what's your, you know, uh, they, they ask me, would you ever get another vehicle? Would you ever change out from a Tacoma? You know, and I'll, I'll pose that question to you, Joey. You know, would you ever change out from your FJ or are you happy with it? I'm, I'm pretty happy with it, but uh, there are some other options out there I would consider if I could afford them. <laughs> yeah, and that, you know, that that that's my point that I tell people. I'm just like, don't focus so much on the vehicle. You know, I, I'm really close with, you know, the guys at Tacoma Beast. I yeah. think we'll probably get to that. And Tacoma Beast, my, my buddy Mateo always says, it's all about the taco. But, you know, more <laughs> than that, what I'm always telling people is it's all about the adventure. You know, it's yeah. not so much the vehicle. And, and I'll, I'll, you know, I will backstep a little bit and say, you know, the vehicle matters. You want to be able to arrive safely, mechanically, mm -hmm. not to have issues. You want a reliable vehicle. But more than that, it's about the adventure and getting out. I mean, my dad used to take us camping as a kid. You know, we used to get to the trailhead to where we would camp 50 miles, hike 50 miles and camp for eight days straight. And he'd park on the trailhead in a uh, Civic. I mean, the the vehicle doesn't so much matter. It's about the adventure of getting out. That's true. It's true. It's all about um, 
you know, seeing and exploring and getting out and, and doing uh, a lot of people ask, I see it pretty much every day on social media. Uh, people are saying, what do I need to do to my vehicle before I can go out? And, and we tell them every time, just go. Uh, yeah, so many gas. vehicles, just you go. Uh, there's some, yeah. so many vehicles are capable right off the lot. I mean, you don't have to have the racks and the, and the rooftop tents and all this. Um, I mean, we were going when we had a two person tent and a, and a little rocket stove, you know, we didn't have nothing. And uh, yeah. we were getting out. And, and some of those are the most uh, memorable experiences that we have. Yeah. You know, I, I would definitely recommend a good, good tire, uh, but a stock suspension, a talk, uh, a stock wheel will get you very far. I mean, you don't need, you know, crazy wheels. You don't need a crazy lift. You just need a sense of adventure, you know, and I will say you need tires you know i think tires mm -hmm. makes a huge difference you know i've, yeah. I've come across plenty of people with uh uh damaged tires on the trail that kind of bit off a little more than they could chew but mm -hmm. tires and gas is what i tell people all you need is like get out and my first tent actually when i was off-roading my first tent was a bed tent something that connects connected to the to the rails yeah you know and I'll, honestly if i had a long bed I might not have the build I have today because the only reason I got away from that is because I have a short bed and I'm six foot two and I started camping in the, in the cold and my feet would just get cold in the middle of the night. So I was like, I can't sleep in this bed tent and I don't want to be on the ground. And mm -hmm. I ended up with the rooftop tent and the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty much the same story that I have. Uh, we, we we didn't think we would want a rooftop tent uh going up and down a ladder in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom was not something that we both dream about <laughs> and so uh we settled with a ground tent for a long time but then we then we realized well when you take a ground tent uh if you want to sleep well you got to have mattresses you got to have cots you got to have all this stuff and that was taking up so much room in the fj that i was like man we could create so much space if we get a yeah. rooftop tent so we ended up going with that now, yeah. I know that you are a uh, very creative guy. Um, yeah. If anybody has followed um, you on your social media, they know that you are a super creative guy with your videos and different things like that. Well, guess what? I'm a creative guy, too. Stand by for station identification. Hey everyone, it's Adam at Step 22 Gear. I got it, I got it. All right, you ready? Hey guys, this is Frankie from Overland Rentals. Hi, I'm Jeremiah from Overland Pioneer. This is Aaron from Artemis. And I'm Tyler with Yoda Adventure. Oh. Hi, we're Jessica and Jorge of Livework Wonders. Hey, this is Aaron from Artemis Overland Hardware. It's Jeff with Badak Adventure Co. I'm Aaron with Switchback Outdoor Safety. It's Chris from More Expo. And you are watching Professor. 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 Professor and Friends. Professor and Friends. Professor and Friends. Professor and Friends. Friends. Professor and Friends. And Friends. That's always fun. It's always fun to go up to people and say, Hey, will you give me a little intro for my, for my show? And they do that and I gobble them together. And then they contact me and say, you made me look like an idiot. I said, well, that's what I do. That's what I do. So. You're like, that's on you. That's on uh, you. Yeah. That's how you were. That's how I work. It's the chance you take when you send me a video. That's what's going on. So tell me, Ken, how did you how did you become the creative master that you are on your Instagram videos? You know, it, it was noticing a trend on uh, on Instagram. Uh, I've always been get, been into photography, and my I don't even know how many posts I have. Eight hundred posts since day one since I started. They're all photos. Primarily, they're all photos. And I've noticed over the last uh, year, uh, Instagram was trying to be pushed into uh, videos, into the reels. And, uh, you know, sink or swim. I mean, it's like, do you want to keep doing this hobby? Do you want to keep having fun and, and doing it and making a difference? Or do you want to just keep doing what you've always been doing? And, and I had fun. I had fun with the videos. But since I bought the drone, uh, early last year, I wanted to push myself to use it more and make videos. And, 
and it was kind of a natural fit. Uh, I've made a couple YouTube videos. I'm comfortable with the equipment. I've never fully jumped in with both feet in, into YouTube, uh, but it's kind of fun to uh, recreate some of these popular reels that you'll see on, on Instagram or, or the videos on TikTok and mm -hmm. just kind of apply those ideas, basic ideas to what we're doing in camping and overlanding. Uh, and that's kind of been my success is, you know, I don't really necessarily have many original ideas. It's kind of just seeing what's popular and just kind of applying it to what we do and have fun. That's true. That's true. Um, and there's somebody who watches your, your videos. Of course, Adam Bryant said his name is not Robert. That was one of the last ones you did. It was, uh, <laughs> that was one that really cracked me up. I had a good, had a good laugh at that one. And, and, uh, this is the one of the ones that I saved. And if you haven't, if you haven't seen, you need to go to at, at uh, Hogland Overland, but you'll catch videos just like this. Oh, that's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Now, um, uh, you, you told me earlier before the show started you, that your wife got in on that little video. I, you don't see her much on, uh, on your videos. Does she run the camera? What, what's her role in this? No, my, my wife is just kind of the, uh, she's slightly embarrassed with what I do and she's, but she's supportive <laughs> with me taking the kids and, yeah. and just giving her a break. Like, uh, on Tuesday, uh, I, I ended up taking all four kids camping and, you know, and, uh, it wasn't much of an argument. She said, darn, you're going to give me a night by myself. Really? Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> no, there was no, there was no argument. She just said, but on that reel that you just showed right there, uh, it was quite funny. Uh, we were actually on a family reunion and my father-in-law and my two brother-in-laws were down at the lake and it was a bumpy road and I don't, I don't drive 10 miles an hour on a bumpy road. I, I passed yeah. all of them, you know, maybe, uh, drove 10 miles up and I realized, you know, if I just get to the pavement, I'm going to be waiting forever. And I was, uh, I, I had my wife hold the camera for that one that you just saw, and she was just like, what are you doing? She didn't understand what I was going for. She was just holding the camera, and I jumped in the air, then I backed the, then I backed up the truck and just like drove by, and she had no idea. And then I, I stitched it together, and she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I see what you're doing. You know, that's, that's kind of fun. And yeah. she, she enjoyed the, the, uh, the other one that someone just mentioned about Robert. She actually sent me a reel on Instagram uh, Tuesday night of someone doing that same thing, uh, you know, drinking and saying her name wasn't Linda. And uh, she wasn't saying you should do this, but I, I saw that and I was like, I could do that. And it's funny. So I just on the spot did that video. I'm not, you know, thank God my name's not Robert. And I don't know, it's just kind of fun. You know, over the years, I've only done photos and the reels are really allowing me to be more creative and to kind of like broaden my wings and to do something more than just the truck because if you go back in the and just my post it's only the truck and it's all about the truck and mm -hmm. it's not so much about me the new algorithm that instagram have is kind of pushing you to just be creative and have fun and that's you know i'm, I'm enjoying it it is fun yeah well, that's cool. That's cool. Well, uh, when talking about taking your kids and uh, doing things like that, I have noticed that, uh, you know, in between a lot of the funny videos that you have uh, today, even you post uh, you posted a, a picture. I can't remember if it's a picture or video of your, yeah, of video. your kids. Yes. And you and you talk about uh, your family taking you out when you were a kid and you're wanting to create memories uh, with your children. So that's gotta be a big importance in your life. Yeah. My, my dad, uh, my dad raised us. I'm the youngest of five and my dad's, uh, my dad, my dad's buzzword growing up is always, uh, memories. It's all about mm. the memories. It's always, you know, creating memories that you'll always remember, you know, and not to get too, too into like memories and like, creating something more than just creating something it's it's allowing opportunities for memories to have been created mm. so I, I like to take my kids and and just take them outdoors out of their 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 norm and the place that we went to tuesday where i photo what i did the uh the robert video i had gone three weeks earlier and and my kids i they were like hey dad where we're we going camping and i told them that we were going to go to the same spot and they were excited it's up in the mountains 9200 feet elevation and escaping the heat of the valley which has been triple digits and up there it's 
it's a good 20, 25 degrees cooler. So it's, it's one escaping the heat when I'm going camping, but two, it's, it's, uh, it's more taking the kids and, and creating those memories and, and hoping that they have lasting memories of having spent time in the mountains out of the, out of the walls of, of the home. And, mm-hmm. and not that the home is bad. Uh, my wife and I, we homeschool our kids and, and we, uh, we enjoy our home time together. Uh, but we, I, I like to get them away from the playground. I like to get them away from the TV and the video games, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and visiting friends and not that friends can't come, but just, just to change the uh, scenery to allow them to think outside of the box. And I think that's something that a lot of kids these days are missing is just that, that connection with nature and mm-hmm. to, to not depend on something for constant entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I struggle with that. You know, I, the funny thing about the reels is they're only successful if they if they capture your your uh, attention and the average attention span of of anyone is eight to ten seconds you know just that slower pace of just relaxing and listening to the birds and you know tuesday night we listened to the owls you know overnight it was three owls in the area and and just kind of like you know calming down and listening to the nature is is what i'm trying to instill in my kids and how are they taken to that? How do they react when, when you take them away from all the things that are there to entertain them? Yeah. So my, my oldest son, who's nine now, just, you know, God bless him. You know, when, when I, he's never been the one that, to want to actually go off-roading. When, when he was younger, he used to, uh, when he was like four or five, he used to be like, Dad, I can't go off-roading with you. It, it hurts my legs. I was like, there's nothing that hurts your legs about b- bouncing around on off-road. It was just an excuse not to go. Right. And fast forward to today when he's nine, he's just like, I'm bored. I'm bored. And I'm like, well, what about this? What about that? And, you know, we we went for a couple hikes and, you know, uh, he, he found a caterpillar. And uh, he was just enthused with seeing how fuzzy and cat and, uh, and how the, uh, the caterpillar moved like a wave and you know, it's just, it's trying to distract him from the fact that he's bored in the, in, in his sense, you know, and what he likes to do and just try to create a different opportunity for something else. That's cool. Well, um, while we're on this subject, uh, what advice would you have for people traveling with children? Um, you know, you've, you've been out there, you've done it, you've got more than one. Um, so, you know, the, the dynamic is there. You've had a lot of experience as far as eating, sleeping, entertaining. What advice would you give for those out there who are traveling with kids? Yeah, it's been a complete learning curve for myself. When I first went, I focused on the gear. I focused mm. on being comfortable, you know, and I would bring something extremely easy to cook, you know, and, and, and it hasn't been until like the last year where when I added like a, a Weber grill to the mix that I was like, all right, rather than just heating up soup, heating up chili, I'm going to push myself a little more and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring steak, I'm going to bring salmon and just focus a little more on, on cooking and enjoying being out there. And, and part of having kids is, is they enjoy being outdoors, not so much in the car. I don't, I mm-hmm. haven't met many kids that just want to bounce around all day. Yeah. So I try to, <laughs> if I'm taking the kids, I try to focus on not driving as much and just spending more time at camp. And, mm-hmm. uh, in my own personal experience was working up to cooking and enjoying myself. Um, but you know, more than anything is just going, you know, don't let kids, uh, keep you from from going out and enjoying the outdoors. Introduce them to it. You know, take them with. Show them what you love about it, and you know you, you'll be surprised. They'll love it too. But sometimes, I kind of I kind of laugh. In one of the videos that I did with Tacoma Beast, we went into San Rafael Swell for my son's birthday uh, back in uh, March, and uh, I here I am talking in this YouTube video about how beautiful it is and how it is awesome seeing these canyon walls and. And at the same time, the, the GoPro was on me and my passenger, and in the back seat was my son with headphones on watching the show. And they just call, kind of called me out. They're just like, hey, you know, here you are talking about enjoying nature, and your son's just watching a show. And it's just like, you know, sometimes, 
you know, in, in that instance, my reply to him was like, hey, you know, we're both living our best lives here. I, you know, I'm enjoying the yeah. nature and he's watching the show. But sometimes you have to compromise. You can't just say no screen time. Yeah, uh, that's a big, big buzzword. And, in, 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 you know, raising kids these days is screen time. And, you know, there, mm-hmm. there is a place and time for that. And when we're in the car, I'm not necessarily against it. I also encourage my kids to bring paper to draw on or books to read. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, sometimes I let them just watch a show. Yeah. Well, uh, they all have their own thing, you know, and you really got to you really got to explore uh the outdoors to try to find uh, there's something for everyone out there. You just have to find it. And uh, yeah. a lot of times, but you're right, man, riding in the car, man, when I was a kid, that was the last thing I wanted to do. And yeah. that was before when I was a kid, that was before there was any kind of video game. So we didn't no, have nothing. Absolutely. We were just, not. I sat back here and, and picked on my sister the whole time. That was pretty much all I had to do. Oh um, yeah. But oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> good times, good times. Yeah. Um, let me ask you, uh, switch, switching gears a little bit. You have, yes. um, a super cool Tacoma. Tell us a little bit about your Tacoma and, uh, what you've done to it to make it how you want it. So I have a 2015 TRD off-road Tacoma, uh, and um, again, to kind of lit- reiterate what I said at the beginning of the show is I didn't really buy the truck with the mindset to turn it into what it is today. I've kind of just slowly went in that direction. The first thing I've changed was the uh, tires, and I, I kept it stock uh-huh. uh, for the first three years, really. I added skid plates underneath to protect the undercarriage I, I realized early on that rocks are going to be flying on the dirt on the trail and i wanted to protect the undercarriage i even got uh, skid plates before i got sliders i even got them before uh, bumpers and yeah, and not to say that's the correct uh, methodology that's what worked for me uh, mm-hmm. but i just my mechanic that i go to always kind of laughs he's like you're the poster boy for using your truck you know i, I abused <laughs> my stock suspension yeah. You know, I, I didn't just from day one switch out to the suspension. I wanted to just use what I have. One, because it, I didn't have the money for it to just like right out the gate mod it. But two, I wanted mm-hmm. to just use what was there. And and uh, and that's what I did. And I've changed suspensions uh, twice as that stock one. My first suspension was the, the uh, ARB Old Man Emu uh, BP51 suspension. Mm-hmm. And I had that for up until uh this year when i switched to the kings uh the old the uh the oem replacement three inch lift and and uh the thing about the uh, old man emu is when i made that initial investment uh everyone quite a few people were telling me i should just go with you know just a simple lift if that's all i wanted to accomplish but the reason i waited so long is i was like i don't know if just a lift is enough uh should i you know, should I just lift it two inches because I want it for looks or, you know, do I want to put it on blocks or do I want a full suspension upgrade? And I quickly realized that the trails that I was taking and the distance that I was driving off road, that I needed something slightly better than just, you know, the, the, the next step up. So I went with right. the BP-51 and, and uh, that was great. Uh, that met my budget. Looking back, I've completely switched that out. Uh, the, the, the BP-51 suspension kit comes with upper control arms, with leaf springs, mm-hmm. with the shocks, of course. Uh, the shocks were the last thing I had on there. The upper control arms, I got rid of the SP, SPC upper control arms. Uh, I went to Camberg. The leaf springs were the first to go. Uh, rather than the 500-pound heavy-duty, you know, I went with the Deaver leaf spring. Uh, and the reason being is, the 500 pounds couldn't couldn't hold up my heavy butt. I mean, I was sagging. And I was like the Carolina. Hey, that's like, the style was, now. That's yeah, the style yeah. now. That's not for me. I mean, I was bottoming out all over the place. It was a miserable ride. And then the Deaver Leaf Springs. Yeah, that was the first one. And then the bump stops I changed, Leaf Springs, and then the control arms. And then the shocks were just, you know, beat. And and the thing about the the old, the, uh, old, the, uh, the old man emus is they're not rebuildable. You know, once yeah. they start leaking, once they, they they have their wear and tear, you have to just pull them off and replace them. So I, I replaced it with the Kings, and uh, I've been happy with it. I, I feel like the Old Man Emus were, was a fantastic ride. The, the Kings are a fantastic ride, but the Kings will be able to hold on to 
for five, 10 years and just rebuild them, you know, every 40, 50,000 miles rather than having to make that investment again. Mm-hmm. Um, um, other than that, I have a CBI uh, armor all the way around uh, the skid plates, uh, sliders, uh, front and rear bumpers. Um, I went with CBI because a friend of mine worked for them at the time and he gave me just a little bit of a discount. Uh, you know, I'm not sponsored by them. I'm not uh, an influencer for them. I just, you know, they're close by. I drove up for the install. The lights uh, are Heretic Studios, uh, another local company. Heretic Studios actually is more closer to home there in Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, bed rack. I have the Lightner, uh, Lightner bed rack. Be- having four kids and taking them all. Uh, off-roading, I needed a bigger rooftop tent. So I went with a full-size bed rack so that I could fit the tent Mm -hmm. over my cab a little bit. Um, A lot of the ways that I've built my truck is just based off of who I am and what I'm using it for. A lot of people are like, hey, you know, what do you think about this rack? And I was like, well, it depends on the the rooftop tent that you're going to be storing. It depends on what you're going to have in your bed. Uh, I, my configuration works great for me, but it's not going to work for someone that's just traveling around with him and his wife or him yeah. and his buddy, you know, whatever, yeah. uh, whatever the case may be for that individual. So I try to tell everyone as they're getting into this, use the hell out of your truck and figure out what, what works for you. You know, maybe yeah, you exactly. find yourself just wanting an aggressive look, you know, maybe the Bilstein 5100. I just saw someone mention that I was originally thinking about that lift. Uh, it's a solid lift. Uh, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to be off-roading a ton and spend a lot of time off-road, you need the, uh, the reservoirs and the more fluid to be cooling down the suspension. Mm-hmm. But if you're not going to be off-road that much, you know, a simple lift is going to be just enough for you. Yeah. What about a tent? You said, uh, you needed a large tent for you and your kids. I suppose y'all all sleep up there. Um, what, yeah. what tent do you have? Yeah. So I, my first, my first, first tent was sleeping in the, uh, in the uh the bed of the tent uh, you know the, the the bed of the truck and uh, the tent just connected to the rails and it was just over the the bed and and i outgrew that uh not that i grew but you know i was too tall for it <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, at the time I only had two kids camping with me and, and it was slightly uncomfortable being so compressed in the, in the uh, bed so nowadays i have a uh, uh a cbt uh, tent. The first one I had was the Mount Ramir Pioneer, and then I switched to the, to the Summit, and then I switched to the new uh, hybrid. I've switched tents probably ten times. If you go over my uh, uh, mm. over my Instagram, I'm not paid by CBT, but I am kind of like a tent tester for them. So I kind of take the tents that they're trying to bring to market and just kind of point out things, mm-hmm. uh, kind of give them helpful tent helpful tips on what they could improve, and uh, the newest tent that I have is the CVT Mount uh, Fury. Uh, it's about the same size of a, of a Mount Rainier, just slightly smaller, and it folds out of itself uh, and is a hard hard shell. Um, okay. These newer tents that are coming to market are just super quick. The previous tent to this I had was the Mount Hood from CVT. That was just a strut lifted mm-hmm. up tent, yeah. and that, that one was stupid, but stupid, awesome, stupid, quick to set up. But again, yeah. me and the four kids couldn't sleep comfortably in there, so it wasn't really practical for me. Right. Yeah, that you definitely have to look at tents as uh, something that's for you. Uh, my wife and I have uh, a free spirit evolution, and it sleeps too. And you're not going to get another person in there. In fact, when my bulldog gets up in there, uh, <laughs> by the way, it's his birthday today. He turns five, so happy birthday, Bruiser. Um, birthday. When he gets up there, it's crowded. You know, it's it's – it's uh, you're not going to fit more than two people up there, but you know, you no. have to get something that's definitely for you. And there, there are quite a few options out there. I talked to a family um, a couple weeks ago on the show and they have three kids and, and they pull a trailer. So then they, the two of them sleep yep. in the trailer with the little kid and they've got a little tent and they got a rooftop tent. It's kind of like having a two story house. They carry with them everywhere. So uh, yeah. get whatever's right for you for sure. Yeah, and that, that's what this is all about. You know, the overlanding is just figuring out what's right for you. What's right for me, you know, isn't going to be right for you. Uh, that's one thing about my, you know, some people look at my huge following and some people jump to conclusions that I'm just posting on behalf of companies and I'm making lots of money. Yeah, I've tried to keep, occasionally I will get free stuff, but I, 
I try to focus my my Instagram towards this is a hobby. This is fun, mm -hmm. uh, and nothing's really free. If you get free stuff <laughs> yeah. from someone, there's always the expectation that you're going to take photos, you're going to share it, right. and it's going to be work. Uh, and I've always tried to just you know, not that I'm inclined, you know, not that I don't want to get paid by this, but you know, I try to be very specific with you know, if a company approaches me, it has to fit into what I'm doing, and it has to be a natural fit into what I'm doing and, and just, you know, it can't be something extra that's going to feel like a burden. Yeah. I, I totally get that. Um, you know, it's, we, we talked about it earlier um, about the time that you spend putting into your social media or your YouTube or something like that and how much um, that would take away if you did that and concentrated on that instead of concentrating on your children and giving them the life that that you want them to have, that's really more of your goal than actually putting out content and creating a huge YouTube following or something like that. Yeah, and I have I have uh, a lot of content, and I enjoy the content creation. And and um, you know what we were sp speaking about before was my YouTube channel. I, I have all the equipment to have a successful YouTube channel. I have the drone, I have the GoPros, I have. The nice microphones I have the DSLR I have the ability and know-how for the most part to edit mm -hmm. and have a successful vlog of a trip uh, but there's a certain level of you know it takes away from the adventure you know if all you're doing mm -hmm. is telling the story and talking into a camera the whole time it's gonna take away from your time spent elsewhere and if you're just visiting with yourself you know, there, there's there's not much not much to it. But when I'm traveling with my kids, it's a lot to juggle. Just mm. you know, just being with my kids, let alone adding you know talking into a camera and and, uh, and creating content for the YouTube channel. So I, I haven't placed a big emphasis on my YouTube channel. It's more just to uh, share my drone footage uh, as I go. Yeah, uh, but one of the friends that you do have has a huge following, uh, the Tacoma Beast that you work yeah. well with, good friend of yours. Tell us a little bit about uh, your friendship and uh, and a little bit about the Tacoma Beast. Yeah, my friend Mateo is a, is a fantastic guy. He's been out there hustling, building this company, and he kind of grew up, uh, you know, in – his parents are immigrants to the U.S., uh, and he was raised part of his life in, in Ecuador, and, and him and his family uh, put down roots in Florida. So to, to have him in the overlanding realm is completely new to him. He's learning as he goes, and, and over the years, he's made mistakes. He's, uh, he's been criticized for, for mistakes, and, he, and he's learned quickly from it. Uh, him and I have just been fantastic friends throughout the years, and you know, I, I from day one, I always tried to tell him, like, look, you know, you're a cool dude. If you weren't, I wouldn't have you around. I'm, I don't have you around just because you, you have this massive following. And, you know, I don't need free stuff. I don't need uh, the exposure on Tacoma Beast. I mean, obviously, you know, feature me. That'd be fantastic. But, you know, I'm not your friend just to uh, to be featured. And, and uh, you know, him and I, we might go weeks without talking to each other, and that's not because we're not friends. It's just he's super busy. He's juggling yeah. so much stuff with Tacoma Beast, and and when he is out here, you know, he, he's real intentional. You know, it's he's so busy with his uh, with his uh, online business and with his Instagram and and uh, everything else he's juggling with the e-commerce uh, that uh, when it, he's very intentional that when he comes out and whoever he's with at the moment, he'll He'll put his phone down and he's just with you and i respect yeah. that you know if i don't yeah. hear back from him I'm, I'm just hopeful that he's off spending good time with someone else and, and usually he is he's he's very intentional that way even yeah. though he's juggling a lot of stuff but I, my involvement with him is i, I don't work with him I, I i'm not a partner in tacoma beast i'm just an avid supporter and believer in what he is and and what he does and i have a sticker on my side of the truck and mm -hmm. that's not paid advertising or anything like that that's just supporting my friend and you know, my truck's kind of a beast, and it's a Tacoma, yes, it is. So it's, it's a Tacoma beast. You know, it's and uh, you know, I joke, and it, it adds ten horsepowers to my truck. You know, it's, it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> I've got a actually, uh, it's a little triangle air freshener that hangs on uh, 
my rearview mirror uh, that's the it's the to go it's the Toyota racing stripes and it says adds ten horsepower. Yeah, so I picked that yep. up at FJ FJ Summit a couple of years oh, ago. That's but perfect. but I, I totally understand because I really when I bought my FJ I really didn't uh, realize the cult following that these things have and Tacomas are really the same way. Uh, you get in with friends, uh, man. I there's like ten FJ you know, forums out there and groups on Facebook and all these different things. And, and, uh, everybody's jealous cause they're still making them overseas and all of ours are, are old and wore out and we need some new ones. But, uh, yeah, the Tacomas are the same way, you know, you, you get in there and yeah. you, you find something you want to support and you find a group and, and, uh, see how everybody, it's amazing that the, the di a million different ways that somebody can build out one single truck. It's, it's really cool to look at. So, yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. This the central theme of everyone though is that you know there, there's a set, there's a there's a theme of everyone just enjoying you know not just the truck but the outdoors. And mm. uh, I went on I went on a recent business trip up into uh, Washington and Oregon, and I started posting stories about where I was, and someone reached out to me. Um, you know, I, I he was like, "Hey, you're here." I was like, "Yeah, I'm here." He was like, you want to meet up? I was like, yeah, for sure. Here's my cell phone number. And uh, Nick called me. You know, I, I can't remember his Instagram off the top of my head, but Nick called me. He was like, dude, is this really you? I'm like, yeah, it's, who, who else did you expect? <laughs> it's, you know, it's me. I'm here. You want to meet up? And and we met up in a parking lot uh, outside of a sporting good. And, you know, it was just a nice to, uh, to meet other people in a different area. And, and if I had more time, I would have met up with more people and met uh, yeah. met met more people and shared com that, that share a common interest of just getting out, spending time outdoors. And that's the best part of this community is meeting everyone and, and sharing that love of the outdoors. That's true. And I, I had that down to ask you what's your favorite uh, part of overlanding. And, and I think you just answered that question and it's mine too. It's, 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 it's amazing. The community that's out there, the people that you meet, everybody's so nice, the way that everybody just, groups up around the fire and share stories and and uh you know it's it's probably the best thing about it uh I, I love the places that we go i love uh the rigs and the gear and all that and i love you know meeting uh people like you and uh, who are out there uh doing it uh but when you get together with somebody and have a face-to-face -face around a fire there's really no no replacing that and uh, that's what i love uh, yeah, unfortunately, these days we, we talk about a theoretical fire out in the West. Yeah. Fire all over the place. <laughs> you talk about but, a fire uh, out in the West and some federal agents are going to show up at your door. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, Tuesday night, my, my really close friend Jeremy drove up and, and we ended up camping together. He, I have four kids and he actually has 10 kids. Uh, he brought three of his kids with him and, and the seven of the kids were just running around all over the place. But him and I... We uh, we sat around where the, the fire would be because there was a fire yeah. ring. We just didn't have yeah. a fire, and we uh, we enjoyed drinks together, and we should, you know we smoked cigars, and and it was just an enjoyable time, just relaxing and just kind of enjoying something out other than the city. And yeah. just kind of just, that, you know, it's funny. Fun. I tell people all the time. Uh, my boss uh, asked me, and every time I go and I post pictures of where I've been, uh, she, she, she says, how come you always say the best thing about, uh, your trip was that you didn't see another person. I said, well, that's, you know, I work with people every day. I don't want to see anybody. <laughs> it's a way to get away. You know, and, uh, I love you meeting know, up with friends, but, uh, I love the outdoors and the solitude of it. It's you best. know, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, uh, a lot of times when I'm interviewed, I, I say, you know, I, I'm, you know, not necessarily on, on podcasts. You're the first podcast I've ever done, but on like a YouTube video, they're like, you know, what's your favorite thing about getting out? And I'm just this escaping the day to day. And, yeah. you know, in the back of my mind, my wife's never said anything, but I, I could hear my wife saying, are you escaping me? Like, what's the day I'm to day? day? I'm like, day. no, no. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not escaping that. I'm just getting out of my office, you know, yeah. and, and enjoying the outdoors. And, and thankfully she's never, uh, she's never like confronted me but i have had that in my back of my mind yeah. you know, what what do people think about the comments that i make or uh, yeah 
you know, with the, the couple of reels that I've posted this week, uh, you know, Robert or about yeah. the Clamato drink, yeah. uh, one of my coworkers were like, are you doing like advertisements for Coors Light? I'm just like, no, <laughs> this is just, I have Coors Light and I'm just having fun. You know, I just, you know, uh, even with like the, the Clamato, the red beer, like what? Someone called me and be like, dude, you're drinking a Clamato. Like, why didn't you at least do it with the Mexican beer? And I was like, I just had Coors Light. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't read too much into it. It's just yeah, having fun. it's just having fun. Just having yeah. fun. Well, um, tell me um, what up to this point uh, is your favorite place that you have ever went and camped. You know, I've been to some pretty epic places. Uh, uh, I, I'd say there's there's di there's been different uh, experiences that have been favorites of mine. So one of my one of my favorite campgrounds that I've ever stayed at uh, was probably uh, you know probably Denali National Park. You know, my, mm. uh, in 2019, my dad and I drove all the way up to Alaska, uh, but even probably before then, I mean, we we. we uh, we camped at this place called the the top of the world highway uh mm. and we took a ferry to cross this huge yukon river and wow. we, we found a camp spot at 11 o'clock at night and the sun was still out you know that wow. there's there's memories in my own mind that have just been like it holds a lot of value not necessarily yeah. like an epic view but like the journey to there and that's part of overland and you asked what the favorite True. part of overlanding is it's like it's the experience of getting to where you're going to camp or right. just experiencing the outdoors. I mean, the last year, Mateo and I did the Pony Express. We went all the way from Salt Lake City to Lake Tahoe. It's been well documented on, on his YouTube channel. And some of the places that we camped were fantastic. You know, one mm. night we we ran out of daylight and we camped next to a bunch of piles of, you know, uh, it, it felt like I was next to a bunch of manure. It wasn't, but it, it was just like... <laughs> <laughs> Some nights are better than others. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, this last week, I uh, camped in uh, Washington visiting a supplier of mine. And uh, in Yakima, Washington, it was triple digits. And mm. I made my way up White Pass uh, heading west. And I camped a place that had a, an incredible view, 6,000 feet elevation, 3,000 feet above the, above the uh, valley. And I escaped mm. the heat. And I had an amazing view of Mount Rainier. Wow. You know, I don't know. Nothing really comes out as like, this is your favorite spot. It's yeah. just, you know, it's all different experiences that have, that I've enjoyed different aspects of like going to Alaska or, or even, uh, even just hitting the trail with friends or, you know, there's definitely a couple uh, favorite places that I will not tell you where they're at, but they're favorites. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's part of it right there. Getting out and, and, uh, finding those places for yourself. Yeah. Um, that that's cool, and and I and I'm totally with you. Uh, a lot of it has to do with um, who's with you, like uh, you and your dad taking that trip. Uh, you know that that may put a lot more emphasis on the memory and how good of that memory is, uh, and, and instead of actually where you're at. But yeah, uh, there's there's really it's really hard to uh, pinpoint down to one when you've been to so many because so many are so good. Do you ever? Yeah, it, and, and talking, sorry to interrupt, but in talking ab about trips with my dad, I mean, we've we've camped together next to uh, Warm Springs in, in Utah. We've camped on dried lake beds. You know, one of my favorite trips with him was an epic view of the city below. That was really only 25 minutes out, out of, like, from my garage to where we camped. Mm -hmm. But the view of the city was, was only 25 minutes. That same night, I slept horribly because my dad snores. You know, it's like <laughs> the the view of the twinkling lights was fantastic, but the night yeah. was was horribly slept because my dad snores. I mean, what, so you know, what makes it a good camp spot? You know, just the experience. I think that's true. That's true. Uh, one of the best places we've ever camped was about fifty yards off the highway last year in uh, in Colorado. We just found it by accident, uh, but we turned. It was getting late, and we turned and went straight up this hill, and there was a little shelf right there. It had a beautiful view of the mountains, and uh, in fact, we went back there and camped uh, a second time just because we loved it so much. It was uh, it was a great experience. Oh, well, they're they're peeking in. Where's Dad? Where's Dad? Yeah, I think they're uh, they're playing in the water right now. 
Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Well, um, you can say hi if you want to say hi. Yeah, come on. Say hi. Come here, Asher. This is my friend, Joey. Hi, Joey. Hey, buddy. How are you? All right, go back up. I'll be out in a little Good. bit, okay? So where is the Pop-Tarts? I don't know. I'll get him Oh, later. man. He's got to have a Pop-Tart, Dad. I'll get <laughs> You want to say hi to Thea? No. Say hi, hi Thea. Hi. Hi. Liam? Who's that? That's Joey. Hey, how are you, buddy? Liam, what's nice your to meet part you. about camping? I don't know. There you go. He don't know. Advice from a nine-year-old. Go up. I'll, I'll get put him on the put him on the spot. Hey, daddy. I'm playing outside. Okay. Go to mama. Mama will help you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love it. You know that's. Yep. And you know this that even that right there is. Um, yeah. Go ahead, shut the door. It's fine. Uh, that's that's a big part of why we do this show. Um, you know, a lot of times when people see us on Instagram, all they see is our rigs and just pictures and videos and stuff. But this right here, that's real life right there. So uh, yep. we're breaking it down and, and getting to know getting to know you really well. Well, we, um, you know, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I, I do want to ask you one uh, final question now. Anybody that's new into overlanding, what advice would you give to them from a seasoned veteran? Yeah, I would just say, uh, you know, ask yourself, why are you doing it? You know, if you're doing it yeah. to like build some big following and to become famous on it on Instagram or YouTube, I'd say, you know, your time is better spent somewhere else. You know, you, yeah. you should ask yourself why you're doing it. And if the answer is to go enjoy nature, you should do you should do that. Enjoy nature. And, you know, and just go have fun. You know, don't get caught up in the things that you could buy because eventually you'll probably buy them. But you need to go out and enjoy and, and, and see what you really need. You know, buy a basic ground tent. You know, yeah. give that a shot. There's plenty of great ground tents out there. And, uh, you know, don't get caught up in the gear. Get caught up in having fun. Research where you're going to go and go create those memories for yourself and your family. Exactly. Give yourself and your family the best life possible we're never guaranteed time i always tell people that when that's the only thing we're never guaranteed and that's time we're never promised tomorrow and so yep. use that time wisely give you and your family the best life you possibly can until that time runs out ken yep. i appreciate you coming on with us and taking time out of your busy day i want to uh right before we go thank my sponsors more expo april 8th through the 10th 2022 uh artemis uh uh, Linson and KC Action Tracks. I appreciate y'all helping make sure this show happens each week. And this will be on the Overland Philosopher podcast as soon as I get it downloaded and then uploaded again. Ken, I appreciate you, brother. Uh, I, I wish you all the best. And uh, we will definitely be seeing you on social social media. And I sure hope one of these days we run into each other. And I can be like that guy and say, is that really you? Is that really you? Because <laughs> be I love meeting superstars like yep. you. <laughs> yep. My name's not Robert, though. Thank God. That's God. right. It's not. Robert has a drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everybody, you hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us. See you next week on Professor and Friends. We are out.